Welcome to the Healing Pain Podcast with Dr. Joe Tata. Each week, we interview top experts in physical therapy, pain science, and integrative pain care. You'll learn the most up-to-date information for treating and reversing persistent pain. This podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended to be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe Tata. Hey there, welcome to this week's episode of the Healing Pain Podcast. I recorded this episode probably about three and a half weeks ago now, and I've been so excited to put this all together for you and to share it with you. This week, you will meet an exceptional physical therapist who is helping women with chronic pain and anxiety by combining physical therapy with functional nutrition. Lauren Barr is a licensed physical therapist. She's a health coach, and she's a graduate of the Functional Nutrition for Chronic Pain certification program at the Integrative Pain Science Institute. Lauren combines physical therapy together with functional nutrition in the plan of care for her clients with chronic pain and anxiety in her private practice, which is called Simply Balanced Wellness. What I love about this interview today with Lauren is not only is she passionate about the type of practitioner that she's become, but she's very clear about sharing her entire journey of learning and discovery to arriving at the place she is today where she's now able to combine traditional physical therapy, pain education, functional nutrition, and even some of the coaching skills to help her clients with pain and anxiety. We all know these are skills that do not appear in a traditional physical therapy curricula, or quite frankly, in any traditional form of medical education. Lauren has spent years learning these techniques, as well as as honing her skills to be the practitioner she is today. Lauren is even now dipping her toes into acceptance and commitment therapy, a treatment which I think is going to be critical when she's working with her clients with anxiety as well as chronic pain in her private practice. But as you go through this episode today, what stands out to me is Lauren's journey. It's her journey as a practitioner, and she also weaves in her journey as someone who dealt with her own health challenges of chronic pain and chronic fatigue. To help you out today, Lauren is including a free download to accompany her interview today on the Healing Pain Podcast. This free gift is called the Breakfast Recipe Book. If you are interested in nutrition or if you're someone who's currently using nutrition with your clients, you'll know that breakfast can be a time that's really challenging for our patients and our clients because many of the convenient breakfast foods out there are highly processed, they're loaded with sugar, and they even include trans fats. So if you want a combination of three things that are bound to cause inflammation in the body, which can lead to chronic pain, processed foods, loaded with sugar, and loaded with trans fats. And often many of the processed breakfast foods include that. In this breakfast recipe book today, you're going to find a ton of delicious recipes that you can use for yourself or with your family, or of course, you can use it for nutrition education when you're working with your patients. To download this free gift, all you have to do is text 134-DOWNLOAD to the number 44222. That's 134-DOWNLOAD to the number 44222. Or you can open up a browser on your computer and you will type in www.integrativepainscienceinstitute.com forward slash 134 download. That's integrativepainscienceinstitute.com forward slash 134 download. And you can grab that free gift, which will be delivered right to your inbox. I want to thank Lauren for being a member of the Functional Nutrition for Chronic Pain Certification. If you're someone who's looking for an integrated practitioner like Lauren, who has a combination of these really important skills that can help you with chronic pain, 
check out the Integrated Pain Science Institute Practitioner Directory. That should be up in a couple of weeks. You'll be able to search there on a map to find a practitioner in your area. Without further ado, let's welcome Lauren Barn. Hey, Lauren, welcome to the podcast this week. I'm excited to talk, talk to you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. You have some really interesting work going on, which is why I wanted to have you on the podcast. You kind of have this really cool crossroads happening of traditional physical therapy, health coaching, and functional nutrition. There are very, very few therapists that have been able to really integrate those three you know, skill sets together. And they are separate skill sets in and of themselves. But as we'll talk about later on the podcast, they're important skills that we can really use to help people with chronic pain and, of course, the non-communicable diseases that we're seeing in a, in a PT practice. Take us back, like, you know, kind of let's, I'm really interested to talk about your whole journey. So I want to go back, you know, let's go back to like, what made you interested in becoming a physical therapist first? Yeah. Okay. So I love that question. So I'm one of those lucky people who realized as a kid that that's what I wanted to do. Early childhood, I just loved learning anatomy and getting those anatomy kits as a kid. And then I played a lot of sports. So year round, it was soccer, softball, basketball. And I would find myself getting injured and I couldn't wait to get back to my sport. And so I became really fascinated with how can I help my body heal faster? So I was massaging and using ice and, and it just became a fascination. So then in seventh grade, we had a career day. And one of the people who came was a woman who was a sports physical therapist. Mm. And it was one of those light bulb moments like, aha, that's what I want to do. I get to learn about the human body. I get to help people. And it just seemed like the perfect path for me. Such a common story. So many of us were athletes first, or we had a, you know, a parent or someone else influenced us who was working in healthcare. You went on to, to Ithaca College, right? Which is a great school. I mean, New York State, Ithaca has been well known for so many years. Yeah, yeah, I went to Ithaca. So I was really lucky because it was a five-year master's program. So as a freshman in college, I was already enrolled in the program. I just sailed straight through and you know, by 23, I was done. <laughs> yeah. Which, I, you know, now every program is a DPT program. But yeah. back in the day, that five-year master's was so cool to have because those were the days when we were transitioning from like a four-year BSPT to a master's. Most of the master's program that just started were six years, but I think it had that five-year, which was so cool. And you can kind of work your way through it fast and start working and start treating patients. Where did you work first when you graduated? I worked at Sinai Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland. So I was doing neuro rehab. I was working with people with strokes and brain injuries after major trauma, like car accidents. So it was a wide variety. That was my first job. And how long did you do that? It's interesting because oftentimes, you know, I, I think I spoke about this on another podcast earlier when I was young, as they say, like they told you originally to start in either acute care or adult rehab before you go into, let's say, outpatient sports and ortho. Did you find that? Yes, that's exactly where I went that path because I knew I wanted to be an orthopedic clinician, but I got that same advice. It's best to start in the hospital and see a big diversity of different conditions. So I followed that advice. I was there for a year. They rotated me to the outpatient setting in the hospital. And then when they were getting ready to rotate me again, I said, okay, no, I want to stay in outpatient. So then I went to the outpatient world and that's where I spent the bulk of my career. In outpatient, more like general orthopedics? General orthopedics, but there's always been that mix of the occasional patient with MS or Parkinson's, yeah. a little bit of neuro mixed in. Yeah. And then I know somewhere along the lines of, of your professional journey, there's also a personal journey as far as your own health goes. Where did that come into 
into the story. Yeah, so that happened a few years ago. Well, actually five years ago now. But basically, there was actually a couple things that happened before that that I just wanted to share is that I had noticed some trends happening in my professional career. And I don't know if you noticed this too, but early in my career, it seemed like the people I was seeing, it was the acute ankle sprain or acute low back pain or Achilles tendonitis. You rehabilitate them, they get better, they go on their way. But I was noticing these trends of more and more people with chronic health conditions and also chronic pain. And that wasn't something I really felt like we were taught in school. So when I was seeing someone in their 70s or 80s with chronic pain, it wasn't that alarming because they had a lifetime of wear and tear. Mm -hmm. But when it was people in their 40s and 30s and 20s, and I'd be treating their knee, but they'd be talking about their back pain and their shoulder pain and this widespread pain, it just... It was like, huh, scratching my head. What's going on? You know, did you notice that? Yeah, I mean, I tell therapists all the time that you know, I graduated PT school in 1997. And like yourself, like if you were a PT, those days, like 1997 was just a tail end of like the sports PT rides where there were outpatient sports clinics and really sports and ortho clinics opening. And I would say the majority of your population was a relatively healthy population of orthopedic and sports injuries. And then like you mentioned, as the years and decades went on, there was more and more chronic disease, more and more obesity, more and more autoimmune disease. And I'm not sure if there's research on this or not. I'm not sure if, and it's probably a confluence of two things. One, these things started becoming more popular in general population. And then two, maybe referral sources started to see the value of PT to help these patients. But definitely the amount of chronic pain and chronic disease was not in practice when I first graduated PT school. Yeah. So it sounds like we saw the same trends and that's when I really noticed there was something missing. And what was this missing piece as to why my patients had these chronic health conditions and chronic pain. So I started really searching and it was interesting because I had a patient who was a nutritionist and I got excited every week when she came to see me because the conversation would quickly go into nutrition and I wanted to pick her brain. And so she had planted some good seeds. She said, check out Weston A. Price Foundation. And you know that really talks about eating real food and nutrient-dense food. And it became a hobby for me. I still didn't really see where it could fit into my skill set as a PT, but it became a hobby because I was a mom and I needed to fuel myself for my busy days. And I also wanted to make sure I was feeding my children well. So then as I started to really dive into the nutrition, I came across a couple things. The Terry Walls, Dr. Terry Walls TED Talk. And when I watched that, you know, she has chronic progressive MS. She was so debilitated that she was in a wheelchair, despite taking the best medications out there for MS. And, you know, her story is that she healed herself using food as medicine. And when I watched that TED Talk, it was like the missing piece of, you know, I think she had talked about inflammation and I had also come across that term. Soon after, I read the book Grain Brain by Dr. Perlmutter. And so then inflammation was this, aha, this is the piece that I'm missing in my population of chronic pain and chronic health conditions. So then how can we influence inflammation? And then there was my answer was this nutrition piece. So that started to steer my journey differently. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because if you follow her work, yeah, her work talks to us, I think, as PTs, because she talks about exercise, quite frankly, as you know, obviously something that's very important for people with MS. She also talks about neuromuscular electrostimulation, which we've been mm -hmm. using as PTs. And then one thing that she brings in, 
which we haven't been using until just recently is nutrition. So I think what you're describing, other PTs have described too. And it's kind of like, yeah, this is it. I've been working with exercise and manual therapy and patient education and neuromuscular stimulation. Wow, here's one more thing that I can kind of tool myself with to, to help you know, patients. So you were going to talk about your personal health journey somewhere. In yeah. There. So then that leads into my own personal health journey because luckily I had started learning about nutrition. And then in 2014, I started having my own health challenges. I was having chronic fatigue and body aches and fevers of unknown origin and just these weird symptoms. And I would go to the doctor and she would run the blood work and say, oh, you're fine. Like, we can't find anything wrong. So then I would just keep pushing. You know, I felt like I was on this treadmill of life and just pushing through the discomfort that I was feeling because I didn't know any different. And I was cleaning up my diet a little bit. We did start to go gluten-free as a family, and I did see improvements in my energy and in my sleep, but I still wasn't feeling right. And then there was a perfect storm of stressors in, in our life, in my personal life, and I started experiencing significant anxiety and insomnia. So go back to the doctor, and she's like, oh, yeah, here, take these anxiety medications and come back in two weeks. So I did that. And two weeks later, I was worse. She looked at me and she said, ooh, yeah, I think you need to take a medical leave. Like, you're not functioning well. Yeah, I was in bad shape. I wasn't sleeping, was not functioning well. So I ended up getting put on medical leave, which was terrifying because I had been on this pedestal my whole life and thought that I was in, you know, this picture of health. And all of a sudden, I felt really broken and really scared. I was terrified that that was going to be my new reality. But I knew that I didn't want that. And I also had this deep belief that, you know, if I was waiting for medication to fix me, I would be medicated the rest of my life and I might still be struggling. So that's when I decided to write my own personal prescription. And that included an anti-inflammatory diet. So I went gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. And luckily I had, you know, discovered nutrition and some of these other resources. So I added in a few other key supplements like fish oil and probiotics and magnesium. And after three months of devotion to my nutrition, my sleep, and a few other things, I was feeling well, good enough to go back to work. Mm. I continued these things for a solid year. And then I realized I was feeling better than I had in many, many years. And why were we not shouting this off the rooftops? <laughs> so from there, it became my personal mission to figure out, well, how can I start incorporating this? Yes, I was sharing bits and pieces with my patients, but I felt like I had to do it behind closed doors because it didn't feel like at the time it wasn't part of the scope of practice. And I didn't know if I was allowed to talk about these things. It seemed harmless to talk about food, but in any case, I wanted to find a way to share it. And that's when I discovered health coaching. Lauren, one of the things that we talk about on this podcast is, you know, obviously non-pharmacologic options for chronic pain. As PTs, like we're kind of at this, you know, we're at the top of the pyramid right now with regard to non-pharmacologic care, because for so long, patients have been recommended opioids and of course, other types of pain relieving medications. As PTs, we have a lot of, you know, a lot of education has to happen. We have to educate the consumer about what we do. We have to educate our referral sources, people who refer patients to us. We also have the influence of big medicine and you know, big pharmaceutical companies that have a lot more money and a lot more power on the airwaves than we do. 
what's your opinion about some of these topics, which can be you know difficult to discuss with some patients? Well, I have pretty strong opinions actually on this topic because the way I see our traditional healthcare system is that it's actually not about building health. It is a sick care system. And so when people go to their doctor looking for help, the solutions are drugs or surgery oftentimes. And it's the lucky few that get to come see a physical therapist. So I believe we need to flip it on its head and we need to create a true healthcare system. And we know that the foundations of health are healthy movement, healthy nutrition, and healthy lifestyle factors. It's interesting to me because there's those three things that you said, movement, exercise, nutrition, and then some of the, you know, mindset, stress reduction, coaching principles fit so beautifully into a PT practice. So when I think about a physical therapist who can integrate these things, we, I really believe we are at that pinnacle of helping people through chronic pain and chronic disease in a way that a pharmaceutical will never, ever, ever be able to help people with. Not that we're saying that they don't have the role and then patients may need a drug for a certain period of time. However, I also think we, and we talked about this before with regard to tribe, we really should come together as non-pharmacologic professionals and say, hey, we need to push back hard against what's happening out there because the pharmaceutical companies don't care if PT reimbursement drops or if visits are cut or if a patient can't access care. So I think it's up to us as professionals to come together and really push back against that. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, when you, I don't turn on the TV very often, but when you do, it becomes very obvious that the pharmaceutical industry is marketing directly to the consumer. And I think 70% of commercials now are pharmaceutical commercials. And so people are being told essentially that seed is being planted, you will get sick, And when you get sick, you will take this drug and you will be on this drug for life. But like what you're saying and what I'm saying is instead of suppressing symptoms, if we create a tribe of healthcare practitioners who are supporting and building health, it's a totally different approach. And it offers people, in my opinion, better quality of life. I love that you bring up that you were on, you know, this prescriptive anti-inflammatory diet for three months. And that's really when you kind of started to you know, turn the boat around, so to speak, because so often, and I think one of the reasons why, especially in the PT world, which, you know, we obviously work from an evidence base, so much of the information out there online is do a two-week detox or do a, you know, a three-week cleanse. And it's a big turnoff to a lot of PTs, I believe, with regard to nutrition. But the message you're sending is one where, hey, start on this diet. Yes, it takes time for your biochemistry to turn around meaning if you have some systemic chronic inflammation, whether it's low grade or moderate grade, you'll probably feel better. You'll probably notice something in three weeks. However, when you continue that three months and a year later, you'd be shocked at what happens. And that's the big difference, I think, between nutrition and pharmaceutical medications, where it's almost actually, I look at almost like the reverse, like a pharmaceutical medication may make you feel better sometimes instantly, but long-term their side effects to pharmaceutical medications, almost every single one of them. Versus with nutrition, you may not feel better instantly, but long-term, you're going to feel 100 times better. Yeah, and it's also a different approach. You know, when you look at the medication, what you're looking is you're looking at the symptom and you're looking to suppress a symptom, right? Versus nutrition is looking how can we support the body's own innate ability to heal. So it's a different mindset and different approach. How did you find health coaching? 
Well, really just in my journey to figure out how can I package this nutrition and lifestyle information and share it? Because again, I didn't really feel like I was allowed to share it as a physical therapist. And I didn't know any other PTs at the time who were sharing this information in the world. So I was looking online. I knew about naturopathic doctors and had looked into that. And that was a lot of education. I looked into, I started to hear this word called functional medicine. And again, it was a lot of education. And then I stumbled across health coaching and it was a one-year program. I said, oh my gosh, I can do that. So that's how I found it. So you went through that program yeah. and then did you start integrating some of the health coaching skills you learned immediately or did it take a little bit of time? It took time. You know, I didn't have the confidence to be sharing it immediately. I knew that nutrition worked, but I didn't, again, it was more that fear of liability and does my profession allow me to speak about this topic? So I didn't talk about it for a long time in the professional setting, but yeah, I went through health coaching school and I launched my business in 2017. And I think that's when you published your book, right? Was that 2017? And, yep. and that's when I found you and your book. And I was like, yes, there's another physical therapist out there doing this and paving a path. Like, this is really cool. So from there, I launched my own business. And because it was my business, I knew I could talk about it. Yep. And then also I saw the work that you had done with the APTA and you had added nutrition to our scope of practice. Yeah, just so everyone listening, nutrition is part of the physical therapy scope of practice nationally that went through in 2017. The different states have yet to adopt it. Many of the state practice acts are silent on the topic, which is not necessarily a bad thing. They just basically haven't taken a stance. Most of the practice acts say you can integrate health and wellness and health promotion, which nutrition falls underneath that. And I think, like you mentioned, you're definitely not alone. For years, I talked about nutrition, discussed it, counseled on nutrition. And some of my fellow PTs would say, really, nutrition? How, where does that fit in? So you do feel like you're alone, like you have to kind of come through this coming out period. Like, what are people going to think about me? Am I weird? Like I'm talking about salmon instead of like quad sets. But then once you start and you see how it does weave so well into an integrative you know, physical therapy practice, it's almost like it just gets under your skin. It becomes a part of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine not discussing nutrition. Yeah. So when did you like, how and when did you really say, okay, I am now going to, you know, really self-actualize as a PT and say, okay, I'm a licensed physical therapist. However, I no longer have this narrow scope of just doing, let's say, exercise and movement and manual therapy, which is, of course, very, very important. But now you can broaden into the realm of functional nutrition. Yeah. So I started dabbling with it after I got my health coaching certification and I still kept it a little bit separate where I had my health coaching clients. And then I have also have the physical therapy side of my business. And on the physical therapy side, I was talking about it a little bit, but not really pushing it too hard. You know, if people truly wanted to learn more about nutrition, then they could move into the health coaching side of my, my offerings. But then uh, recently I went through your certification program for functional nutrition for chronic pain. And that has been a really exciting course because now I have this whole new set of tools and I incorporate nutrition from day one. So prior to that first visit of seeing somebody, I send them the inflammation index questionnaire. They fill that out. We review it during the first visit. And right away, we have that conversation about inflammation and how we can reduce their overall inflammation. And we start talking about nutrition at that first visit. Mm. And 
when you're working with the clients and they're filling out the inflammation index and you're starting to talk about food and nutrition and diet, how are they responding? They're blown away. The feedback I'm getting is that, you know, one woman said, this is far exceeding my expectations. Mm -hmm. And one person just is coming to mind because she had a couple of head injuries then just was dismissed and then has developed leaky gut and, you know, chronic systemic inflammation with allergies and headaches and fatigue and chronic pain. And, you know, so her, her symptoms are so widespread throughout her body and her quality of life has really gone downhill. And so for her to learn about the term leaky gut or intestinal permeability and to find out that there's some solutions, there's some hope and she can get it by coming to see me, like she's just over the moon. She's so excited to be working with me. And it's interesting because most people have been exposed to nutrition in some way, whether it's Dr. Oz on television or a website, or hopefully potentially through an evidence-based you know, practitioner who has had some training. But it does give you a little bit of a head start when patients have, a, you know, when they have an interest, right? Yeah, absolutely. Some people know a lot and oftentimes they know a lot, but they're not necessarily applying it. So that's, again, where we have a really pivotal role as physical therapists is we are in a good place to help with behavior change. And we're really good at meeting people where they are and giving them actionable steps that are achievable. Like that's what we're trained in. And when you're seeing someone now and you're obviously working with the, the patient or the client is like, are you setting aside, let's say, you know, 15 minutes to counsel on nutrition and then 15 minutes for exercise and manual therapy? Or is it more fluid and, you know, there may be a day where you just spend on nutrition and there may be the next visit you just may spend that entire visit on Therax. Yeah, it's very fluid. You know, my style is definitely, I like to incorporate manual therapy and I find that as I'm doing the manual therapy, we're talking about nutrition. So it's incorporated throughout the visit, but then I do like to set aside some time at the end of the visit and share some of the handouts from your program and share you know, the action steps that I want them to take. How has going through my program been different than going through the health coaching program? Because they do talk a little bit about nutrition in the health coaching program. Yeah, it's definitely different. So Institute for Integrative Nutrition is for the layperson. It's really for anybody. And it's a great foundational program. It's very broad. It covers nutrition as well as sleep, relationships, career, all sorts of things. The program through you was a much deeper dive into evidence-based nutrition and much more clinically applicable information. What would you say, because of course they're going to be PTs who listen to this and, you know, probably like both of you and I have been through this already, like at first year, you don't know if I can do this. Is it okay? Does this fit into my practice? You start to, like I said, become this other practitioner, so to speak. What would you say to a physical therapist who's on the fence about learning about nutrition and integrating it into their practice? Just like any other new skill or modality that you add, you have to just start taking some baby steps. So you might go to a manual therapy course over the weekend and Monday morning, you just have to start trying it. But I think the same is true for nutrition is start learning. You know, there's resources out there, your program, your book. There's other resources. And as you start gaining that knowledge, you can start with a simple conversation about sugar, mm -hmm. you know, and just start with baby steps. Tell us about your practice today. What kind of practice do you have and, and how's it functioning? 
Yeah. So, so like I said, it's a women's health and wellness business and I have the two sides. Health coaching is one track and that I can help women located anywhere in the United States. And my focus for that is chronic pain as well as anxiety because that's something I've lived through, right? And then on the physical therapy side, again, it's women with pain, but that has to be in-person visits. And I have an office locally where I go for that. As a physical therapist, what would you like to see our profession do with regard to nutrition? So obviously the, the APTA passed, you know, nutrition is part of our scope. There's still some little things that are kind of gray in there about different topics, let's say, but what would you like to see as a licensed, you know, PT where they're supposed to be representing, you know, you as a practitioner? Well, I would love to see it be incorporated into the education program for physical therapy school where to be talking more about chronic pain and chronic disease and that underlying inflammation piece, because that's where we can play a role in altering somebody's inflammation. So I would like to see it start in the education and then certainly continuing education. People can seek that out themselves. Yeah. There is someone in our program who lives in North Carolina and in that state, the PT board there did pass an unfortunate statement that says that physical therapists can't sell nutritional supplements. Nutritional supplements are recognized as generally recognized as safe, meaning they're safe for the general public. And there's lots of good evidence based behind certain supplements, specifically omega-3 fatty acids is one with regard to chronic pain. What's your stance and feeling on physical therapists talking, educating, selling nutritional supplements? I think as long as we are becoming educated, then it's another thing that we should be able to offer. You know, I feel very comfortable now, especially after the recent certification through you, to be recommending certainly fish oil and magnesium and turmeric and some of the other key players that can be so helpful. And there's so little risk or harm in offering these things. So I would really like to see it be something more common that physical therapists are recommending for their patients. Do you find your patients are asking questions about supplements? Yes. And I guess when you take a history or some of your patients are already, you know, taking supplements and you may educate them about what's missing or maybe, and oftentimes it's funny, people come to me at times and they have bags of supplements and I actually take them off of things that are not evidence-based for certain types of conditions. Yeah, definitely. People are already curious about supplements. People are already wanting to steer away from the traditional medicine route. And so they're looking at the alternatives, but they need help right? And we're in a good position to help them if we've done our own research. Again, we can help guide them to just taking the ones that are the most necessary and also guide them on quality. Yeah, quality is, that's a great point. I didn't even touch on quality is a big part of it because there's so much, there are a couple of junky brands out there that really don't provide any type of therapeutic benefit for a patient who has a health condition. Yeah. How have you began to discuss your skill set, all your skills with referring practitioners, maybe referring physicians who just look at physical therapy as, oh, they're going to do heat and ultrasound and exercise and, you know, massage and send them on their way. Well, you know, that's a good question. As a independent business owner, I'm finding that, and also I'm a out of network provider, right? So I'm not actually marketing myself at this point to physicians. I primarily am offering talks in the community. So I have done some talks for local physical therapists, and this week I'm getting ready to do a talk for a local chiropractic office. 
to again educate them about the benefits of using nutrition when treating chronic pain. But I have evidence to back it up. There's no reason not to be talking about it. Yeah, I think it's great that you're going into a chiropractic office because they actually do learn a little bit of nutrition in school. But when they come out, it, it you know it's up to them, just like it is with us, to continue their education. You know, and if they want to go deeper and learn, they have to obviously take courses. But I think it's great that you're going in there and networking. What other kind of lectures in the community have you offered? Well, let's see. A lot of my lectures have been health coach oriented. You know, some have been, a lot of them have been for new moms. So one topic was energizing snacks and sleep hacks. You know, another one has been mindful eating. I've talked about, like I mentioned, the link between nutrition and pain. You know, I've talked about holistic approach to anxiety. So a variety of topics. Oh, and then also back pain, you know, just a holistic approach to treating back pain. And so then I talk a little bit about movement, a little bit about nutrition, a little bit about mindset. I'm curious to hear a little bit about the anxiety part because, you know, we have a biopsychosocial model. So the psychosocial aspect and the psychosocial skills is showing up in physical therapy literature and physical therapy education and physical therapy practice. But you are the first PT that I've heard, and I've interviewed a lot of PTs now and been to conferences, you're the first PT that I've heard who actually says, yes, I am going to market my skills as being able to help people cope with their anxiety, which I think is a huge, bold step for you to do. And it's funny because some of the best research around anxiety relief actually is movement and exercise. But tell us a little bit more about, you know, obviously you'd taken a bold step on the nutrition side, incorporated that. That's, you know, like we said before, in your skin and you're doing it every day. How did you say, okay, I am actually going to help women with anxiety and I'm going to be comfortable talking about this? A lot of it stems from my own personal journey. And I think part of how I did recover from anxiety, because it's something I've lived with for two decades. And in order for me to overcome it, one of the key things that I came across was this word brain flammation. So just like there's this widespread inflammation that is behind chronic pain, well, brain inflammation was part of my anxiety. And so to me, just because I've been through it myself, became a natural segue to start talking about it. I did also get some training with uh, Trudy Scott and Jessica Drummond last summer. I went to a course taught by them. And so, you know, I have some formal education in it as well. We have some amazing physical therapists and actually some physicians and other health coaches that are part of the functional nutrition for chronic pain certification that you went through. I think everyone in the group is really just, you know, so excited to take this information and, you know, get out into the world. Many of them are, they're just jumping in. This is the first exposure to nutrition they've ever had. What's been cool for you to watch as they have been going through that journey? So when you think about all the people in our program, you know, they came in like, I don't know, can I do this in my state? What am I going to learn? Is it going to fit into my practice? Are there handouts? Or am I going to be able to put this in, into initial eval or you know, follow-up treatments? How do I put this in my documentation to insurance companies? What's been cool when you look at our class, this first class, this first cohort that went through the certification? Well, I think it's great that we've found a tribe of like-minded physical therapists. Yes, totally, <laughs> right? I mean, that's the first thing is like, I'm glad that people took the course, but the last couple of weeks I've been like, Thank God we have a tribe of people because now I feel like if a state practice act comes up and they want to put some language in there that we don't agree with as far as nutrition, we could actually start to 
get our tribe together and whether it's start a petition or, you know, create a paper or do a podcast on it. To me, that's been so incredible. And I thank everyone for that. Yeah, there's a lot of strength in having a community around it. It's been cool to see the excitement. You know, one guy, he's excited to be using this information for people with chronic knee pain. He said he treats a lot of knee pain. And a couple people seem to be in the pediatric scope. And so there's a huge need in pediatrics to be addressing nutrition. You know, right now, one in two children is being diagnosed with a chronic health condition. And we know that food can influence you know, their quality of life moving forward. So it's really exciting. I'm seeing people's Facebook posts and talks that they're starting to do and they're sharing things that they're, you know, positive experiences that they're having in the community and with their family members too. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny how you go in thinking, okay, I'm going to obviously help support all the patients I have. And then you wind up helping your own health and helping the health of your family and your friends. I mean, I can't even tell you just from doing this podcast, how many of my family members listen to and they're like, wow, I I don't eat gluten anymore. And I feel so much better. And if I go out one night and I do eat gluten, the next two days, I don't feel very good. I have brain fog and I have IBS. And the things you're saying actually really are helping, you know, on a number of of different levels. To me, it's amazing how you come in thinking, I'm just going to go into it for this one little piece. And you wind up helping, like you said, your whole family, your whole community, which I think is the beauty of this work as a physical therapist. Right. And your certification is for chronic pain, but this information is applicable for for so many conditions. Lauren, it's been great chatting with you. I think the work you're doing is you're past the forefront as far as working with people, obviously with chronic pain, with nutrition, with anxiety. I think a lot of people are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to say, wow, she's doing some of the things that I only thought about doing. I want to obviously be able to do that too. If people want to learn more about your work, where can they find more information about you? Yeah, I have a website. It's called simplybalancedwellness.com. And I'm also on Facebook and it's, I'm under Simply Balanced Wellness on there. I also have a book that I published a few months ago and it's called Ready, Set, Heal, a handbook for busy women. And it, it walks you through a six week plan to reclaim your health and happiness using nutrition and a holistic approach. Excellent. So of course, all the links, simplybalancedwellness.com. You can visit that website to access all of Lauren's great work that she does both online and of course, in person, her practice. We'll link to her book. You can grab it on the website. You can of course, download any free gifts from the beginning of the podcast. I want to thank Lauren for of course, being a part of this podcast, of course, being part of the first cohort of students in the Functional Nutrition for Chronic Pain Certification. Make sure you grab this link to the podcast share with your friends and family on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, drop it into your favorite Facebook group. And if you know PTs that are interested in nutrition, tell them to join us, join our tribe, because I think, I don't think, I know we have just started a major, major wave with moving this forward, not only in our profession, but of course, out into healthcare, because people really need some of these skills. So again, I want to thank Lauren for being on the Healing Pain Podcast, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Healing Pain Podcast with Dr. Joe Tata. To subscribe to the podcast and learn more, visit integrativepainscienceinstitute.com. That's integrativepainscienceinstitute.com. Sign up to receive weekly updates, leave a review on iTunes, and share this episode with your friends.